Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the Rested Life Conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. We'll be looking at what we have titled also in this month of stepping out as factors that facilitate your next move. Factors that facilitate your next move. Because the truth of it is this, my dear sisters and brothers, there are factors that determine either we move forward or we'll remain where we are. The truth of it is the fact that when I was preparing for this very particular message, the Spirit was saying to me that there is nothing like remaining constant. Because the one thing I needed to understand is the fact that we live in a world that is ever progressive. A world that is ever progressive. A world that comes out with new information, new development, new technology, new system, new ways of doing things. All of a sudden, I begin to see currently now as I begin to browse through the internet that there are robots or probably there are systems that they are putting now in place that can begin to replace man when it comes to some certain workload. Because why they begin to believe that men are limited, which means the ability for man to work 24 hours without rest, it is not, it is, it is not possible at the season. And so systems are beginning to change that can begin to develop um, what you call a replacement for men when it comes to the marketplace work. And so because of that, you cannot be you cannot remain on your couch thinking that the world is waiting for you. And this is one of the big things uh, that we the believers need to grasp and to capture. We serve an ever-progressive God. We serve a God that the Bible says his messes are new every morning. Which means everything that happens yesterday that is a new thing that is available today. You might be thinking that the best of you was what happened yesterday. And, and the moment you begin to lie to yourself that the best of me was what happened yesterday, you will not be able to get the best of today. And so I pray for somebody this morning, as we begin to look at the factors um, that determines your next move, uh, you will begin to catapult yourself into new possibilities uh, in the name of Jesus. And this is the thing I want you to understand. You determine that very particular next move. You determine the factors if you are going to engage it. You determine um, whether you are going to rise to the responsibility or you are going to sit down and shrink simply because you want to complain and say you don't have everything in your hand and that is one of the lie of the devil the devil has made us to feel as if everything that we will ever need for us to move to the next level that we don't have it or maybe everything that we will ever need for us to be able to operate this level we don't have it no 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 my dear every day that you wake up the resources for you to sustain that day god has put it in your hand the resources for you to be able to pull off even your tomorrow, if you are very strategic and you are very, your, your, your intellectual capacity is high, like the Christ on your inside, you will not be stranded at every point in time because why? The possibility to route your next move is already on your inside. And so because of that, my dear families, there are next moving businesses. There are next move in career. There are next move in your health. There are next move in your family. There are next move with your children. But what you see this morning service, what you can take out of this morning service will determine if indeed you will walk into your next move or maybe you will sit down and complain about why things are not going your way. And so because of that this morning, let's look at our test this morning. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. 
Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. It says here, it says, And we all, who with an unveiled face, which means a veil that is removed, that can see and reflect. It says, And we all with an unveiled face, contemplate the glory, the Lord's glory. It says, Are being transformed into the image, with an ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. If you notice the scripture, it says here, an unveiled face, which means the veil has been removed. There are some certain veils that need to remove for you to be able to get into your next move. There are some certain things that need to, that you need to find yourself into for the next move to be activated. Because the truth of it is this, as much as God has said that this season, this month, this year, whatever promises that he has made for you, it can only be determined by your understanding of the reality and ability to put yourself at the right space in time for that very particular move to be activated. Because why? The factor for you to move forward, it's already in operation. But if you can engage it this morning, you will begin to see yourself operating from glory to glory. It says we with an unveiled face contemplate the Lord's glory been transformed I want you to mark the word I've been transformed which means it is a process I've been transformed into his image with an ever increasing glory so one of the things I want you to understand um, every level of life has a way of presenting its own veil that might want to limit us uh, in the making of the best of our level every levels of life whether you like it or not the level where you are currently now there are some certain possibilities that is available there that you are not seeing currently oh my dear i'll tell you point blank the level where you are now there are possibilities that you can be routing up that you are not currently operating in it's not because you need to rush to the next the ability for you to see what you need to do on this level that can catapult you to the next now that responsibility is upon you and so because of that proverbs chapter 4 verse 18 Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, the Bible here says, it said, but the part of the just is like a shining sun. It said, it shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect days. The part of the just is like a shining light, which means as far as God's system of the nest is concerned, is the fact that every day you wake up, there will be something that you increase in your life. Every day. And this is the thing about believers. The moment you wake up, there is a new possibility for you. There is a new addition. There is a new increase. There is a new resources that God wants you to take. If only you will understand what he has done for you on the cross of Calvary. It says the part of the just. The part of the just. is talking about the part of the believers. It said the part of the just is like a shining light. I mean, it's like a shining sun. You know too well that when the sun comes out, there is no amount of darkness that will want to come and override the sun no matter how much the weather seems to change when it is time for the sun to shine the weather all has to go to pause and that's who the believer is the part of the just is like a shining light and shines brighter and brighter so which means if you are a born again christian child of god you believe in god you know the god is subscribed to which means every day must produce for you Every day must have good things for you. Every day must have good possibilities for you. Regardless of the challenges, regardless of your limitation, it has the possibility to pull that thing. It says also in Matthew chapter 5 verse 14, it says you are the light of the world. It says you are the light of the world. The city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. So which means if God call you the light of the world, and do you notice the scripture here? It says you are a city set on a hill. So which means if your name is Darlington, your name is Teboko, your name is Kanye, your name is Sibongile, whatever your name is. God called you a city. 
So which means uh, by the time you finish this earth, this season of your life, uh, by the time your time on earth is over, the ability for you to become a city, the ability for men to look at you and they call your name as a city. Imagine a name called Darlington City. Imagine your name called Kanisa City. Imagine your name called Sibongile City. Imagine your name called Teboko City. Now that's what God is saying this morning. It says uh, that you are the light of the world, uh, which means when there is a dark when you get into that space you are supposed to reflect the light when men are confused and you get into that space you are supposed to bring the solution when people are wondering thinking how can things ever get better when they meet you you are supposed to make them to see the solution it says you are the light of the world you and I know what light simplify light one of the things we can understand light one of the things that we can understand when it comes to light is the fact that light brings up what's called brightness and to the place of darkness so which means the moment you get to a particular place people just become joyful because they know that you are there because why you are the light you see it, it is not god shining your light upon us anymore it is me reflecting the light of god if that understanding will make you by the time you get to office tomorrow because you know that you are the light of the world in the place where you know that your company is not making progress or the company where you are working all of a sudden the boss wants to fire you you remember this statement that i am the light of the world and that if i leave this company the company will break down and you carry that understanding the boldness and go and meet your boss who has written who has put your name down for for dismiss and say boss I am here to be honest with you. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. If you fire me from this company, I bet you the light is going to go off of this company. And all of a sudden, why? The boss begin to wonder that who is this very particular lady? Who is this very particular guy talking with this kind of audacity? And before you know what is going on, the Holy Spirit take that statement of yours and begin to brood into the mind of that very particular employer. And he looks all of a sudden, instead of firing you, he replaced somebody for your sake and put you in that very particular place. I pray for somebody this morning that as you begin to open your eyes to this understanding and this truth of who you are, you will begin to reflect the, all of you in the name of Jesus. I speak over your life this morning on the activation Sunday that what Whatever needs to be activated for your next move, whatever needs to be activated for your next takeover, I release that force right now upon your life in the name of Jesus. The Bible says here, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Arise and shine. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I feel like prophesying to somebody this morning. I declare upon your life that this week that you are going into, this week that leads to October, you will rise and shine. You will rise and shine. Your business will rise. Your marriage will rise. Your career will rise. Your business will rise. Everything that looks dead upon your life, everything that the enemy has light concerning you, they will all rise in the name of Jesus. I declare upon your life as you stand out this week, as you take the leap of faith to go back into the marketplace, I declare upon your life that men will come to the brightness of your rising and king will stand in array to bring you to their space in the name of Jesus. Ah, Baroshatali Ketoza. Now, what are the factors that determines our next move? Because the truth of it is the fact that no matter how much we want to go, there are factors that determine our next move. Eight things that I'll be putting this morning, and I pray that God, and when I mean eight things, these eight things, I'm not saying these are the 
These are only eight things that there are spiritual possibility, but these are the physical things that man need to do. And part of them is physical, and part of them are spiritual. That determines how your next move is going to look like. And I pray for you that as you begin to think and to ponder on these eight things, you will begin to see your light burst forth on every side in the name of Jesus. Now, let's look at it. What are the factors that determines our next move? Number one is what I call discernment. It's what I call as the spirit of discernment. My dear, the ability for you to understand times and season, that very particular thing, it's your responsibility. The ability for you to understand times and season. See, we live in a time and age where if you are not spiritually alert, if the spirit of discernment is not on your inside, you will make a wrong choice that looks as if the choices is right. The spirit of discernment. No wonder we say in the book of 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. The Bible says, uh, it said, for the tribes of Issachar, it said there were 200 leaders uh, of the tribe with their relatives. Uh, it says, and all these men, uh, they understood uh, the signs of the time uh, and they knew the best course uh, for Israel to take. It says, all these men, uh, now these are 200 of them. But if you read that very particular thing, there are other men, 5,000, 7,000, 10,000, and whatever. But this very particular 200 men, they understand the times and the season. And also, they know the step or the path that Israel needs to take. My dear, it takes the spirit of discernment for you to know even who to marry. Because the guy can comes into your life. Maybe your next move for you, you want to get married. And you are confused. You've prayed, you've fasted, you've given a seed. You've sought into the life of couples and stuff. You've sought into your future of your children. You've done everything. But yet, you are still confused. My dear, maybe your own point is the ability for you to ask God for the spirit of discernment. There are three guys that are currently now knocking your door. All the three guys, they look perfect. It takes the spirit of discernment for you to look at the future of the guys and determine the one that God wants for you. The spirit of discernment. The spirit of discernment. When the spirit of discernment comes, all of a sudden, you will look at a portal where men are saying that this is a failure. And because you carry the spirit of discernment, you begin to unfold and you begin to analyze the possibility. All of a sudden, men are not going that direction, but you are going because why? You have seen the end from the beginning via the factors of discernment. My dear, this is a time whereby we can't see if there is one time where an average believer should cry for the spirit of discernment, this is the season because why? There are a lot of false gospels. There are a lot of makeshift believers. There is a lot of what you call propaganda and idea that is being sold out at this very particular time. It will take discernment of the spirit, discernment of things, discernment of the ways, discernment of the path, and even discernment of the kind of friends you have that needs to come around your space. The spirit of discernment, the spirit of discernment and so because of that this morning what are the factors quickly that determines your ability for you to discern well three things that determine your ability for you to discern well quickly i'm going to list those very particular three things and we will get into our work this morning three things that determines your spirit you mean when it comes to the issue of discernment number one what is the thing a deeper relationship with god now this this is this is number one point a a deeper relationship with god my dear, your relationship with God will determine how God also relates with you this season. 
Because the truth of it is the fact that God is speaking. God, oh my dear, God is speaking. The possibilities of God are endless. There are some certain moves that God wants to do with you in your business. There are some certain moves that God wants to do with you in your family. There are some certain moves that God wants to do in your career. But it will take a deeper relationship. And I'm not talking about a relationship that is, that is, that is, that is just platonic. A relationship where you know the heartbeat of God. A relationship where you know how the heart of God thinks. A relationship where you know that the moment the heart of God is moving in this direction, you can pick it. A deeper relationship with God. And what sponsors that deeper relationship? The ability for you to submit yourself to his system. The ability for you to submit yourself to his will. The ability for you to submit yourself to his systems and strategy. I remember, I think this very particular past week, I was not around. I was on a retreat uh, just for me to be able to put myself in some certain mood. Uh, I've prayed for that very particular time and God blessed me and it came all sponsored by God's, by God's servant. I don't want to mention him at this very particular point. But what am I trying to say? The moment I take out my time to go, all of a sudden, the clutch that was on my mind begins to go out because why? I took time for me to go and dip in myself uh, in the things of God. Uh, no wonder the Bible says in the book of First Peter chapter 5 uh, from verse 6 and 7. First Peter 5, 6 and 7, it says there, he says, humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand. Humble yourself. See, the lie of the devil that he can bring to you is to make you think that you are like God. I will tell you point blank. The lie of the devil is to make you think that, see, see, that's exactly the same lie that he brought to the Garden of Eden. Because why? See, if you are like God or you are as God, because that's what the devil will make you, he will make you feel as if you are as God. You see, when he came to meet Eve, because there's something in my mind I want to say, but I'll pause it for another time. When the devil came to introduce another pseudo God to Eve, we see what happened. Because why? He came to say to Eve, he said, the day you eat of this thing, you shall be as God, knowing good and evil. See, there's some certain things. See, God is omni-knowing. You are omni-limited, if I have to say that. God is omniscient. A God that is not limited in time. It's not, but, but no matter how you want to pull that very particular facility, God still remains God. That we, we have tried to preach to you to make you understand that, that, yes, the way God is, you ask him. But if you notice there's some certain frailties in your life, there's some certain possibilities that you're trying to pull, that make you understand that you need God constantly for you to be able to awaken into the reality the test in which we read in the book of second corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 where we say as we unveil our face in the eyes of god as we behold him we are being transformed so because the moment you begin to behold something it's a clear indication that that very particular thing is bigger than you and so the moment you spend more time in beholding you are beginning to operate like the thing but not as the thing <laughs> you are beginning to operate like God, but not as God. Because the moment you get to the as God factors, uh, that's where your head becomes big. You think you don't need God. And when you get to that factor, the enemy is very happy because why? He knows that he will begin to sponsor self into your life. That's why you see some believers, they grow to a particular level in their work with God. And they begin to feel that they are God. And they begin to feel that without God, that God, without them, God cannot do anything. My dear, calm down. A deeper relationship with God. That no matter how tall your palm is, uh, your root is still going down deeper. No matter how much God has blessed you with, uh, you are still constantly in relationship with your father. This very particular meeting in which I went, um, 
retreat in which I read this very particular past days, uh, all of a sudden, at the beginning, God has opened my eye for me to see that calm down, my son, Darlington. There are men that are still out there. As much as I have blessed them, their relationship with me, they are still much very deeper. Bless them with the billions, but yet uh, their life is still rooted and found in God's word. Their relationship with God is not based on mouth say. It is based on, you can see the fruit of their work with God. A deeper relationship with God. The Bible says also in the book of Psalm chapter 42 verse 7, it said deep calls to the deep. Deep calls to the deep. Which means the more deeper you go in God, the more God begins to unveil his mystery. The more God begins to unveil his possibility. The more God begins to unveil the things that are hidden, the hidden treasures that are in there. But it will take you, number one, your ability for you to deepen your relationship. And when I mean deepen your relationship, if you know that you are the kind of people where you are a prayer machine, if you can pray three hours non-stop, it is time to deepen your relationship to pray five hours. If you can pray five hours non-stop, it is time for you to deepen your relationship and pray seven hours, pray ten hours. As long as you are, you are at a particular plateau where it looks as if you are comfortable here, it is time for you to go deeper. It is time for you to go deeper. Maybe for you, you are struggling in reading the word of God for five minutes. It is time for you to go deeper in ten minutes. It is time for you to go deeper. Maybe your case, you are reading the word of God for Joseph. Maybe you read one chapter a day. It is time for you to be able to sit and consume ten in a day. And not just reading the book like a novel. You take your time to sit the God's face. And that leads me to my point number two. The ability for you to have an intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Number two, these are the factors that determine your ability for you to discern well and intimate with the Holy Spirit. Because the truth of it is the fact that the Holy Spirit is the one that determines and that tells you how far you go. Because it's the one that is going to speak to you. My dear daughter, don't marry this one. He will begin to unveil and begin to show you how, what, is this, what is in this man that you need to avoid. Because the man comes and makes you look as if he's Idris Alba. Or make you look as if he's Maurice Chestnut. With his six pack all carved and chiseled. As if he's a carpenter that decided to do all those drawings there. Or an artist that decided to do the drawing. But you are moved with the, what, the chiseling that is on the guy's face. But all of a sudden God is saying, my dear, don't be carried away. I mean, the Holy Spirit said to you. My dear sister, my dear daughter, don't be carried away with the chisel. Behind that cis parker, there is a cis message that is there. Behind that cis parker, there is a cis problem. I remember one, but somebody one, somebody once asked a question. That ladies answer this question. Beside, behind, what's it called? Choose between cis pack and cis bank account. All of a sudden, I look at that this thing. A lot of ladies were choosing. If I don't, a lot of all of the ladies on that pool, they choose cis bank account. So which means they can be man with one pack like me, but behind the one pack there is cis bank account that is in there. There are men that are like me, whereby we are not tall, dark, and handsome. We are short. Lo and behold, God visits us all the time. But yet, at the same time, we can pull possibilities in the spirit and also route new realities for you. Because why? An intimacy with the Holy Spirit begin to unveil. The Bible says in John chapter 16, verse 3. John 16, verse 3, it says, But when he, the spirit of truth, so which means that can be the spirit of lie. <laughs> he said when he the spirit of truth will come he said he will guide you into all truth 
which means he will guide you into the business you want to do. He will help you discern the man to marry, the woman to marry, the, 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 the person to partner with business. Because we have so much limit the Holy Spirit uh, to spiritual things uh, and we forget to understand that he is here to guide us into all truth. All truth means all truth. There is no limit to the truth. The truth of where to invest the money. The truth of which stock to buy. The truth of which person to bring into partner with you. The truth of which church to even go. The truth of um, what you call the market to go and begin to start. He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. No wonder the Bible makes us to understand here also. He says he will not speak of his own, but he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Now that is a man that embodies uh, when it comes uh, to the spirit of discernment. Uh, and also point number three quickly on this very particular point one is the fact that a prayer life a prayer life, an ability for you to build an altar, an ability for you whereby you don't joke with your prayer. You don't joke. You see, the devil can, the devil may not fight you in studying the word of God. When I, when this truth bumped into me, these few days that I went out to just go seek the face of God, the devil may not fight you in, 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 in preaching the gospel. No, he may not fight you. But the moment you want to open a prayer altar, You'll be shocked how the enemy will come because why? He knows that prayer is a mystery that pulls possibility. That a man who is weak, a man who is nobody, expose himself to the word of God and also to the mystery of prayer. That man can become a warrior that even the devil will have no hold on him. And so the moment you begin to unveil yourself to the portal of prayer, the enemy begins to shrink. The enemy begins to fight because why? He knows that a man with prayer is a man that can, that can, that can dismantle anything. A man with prayer. No wonder we see with the life of Abraham. One of the things with Abraham, because I'm, I'm, I'm restoring the life of Abraham at the moment. And so one of the things with Abraham I see, every move that Abraham takes, Abraham never forget the altars of prayer. The Bible says in the book of in the book of Genesis chapter 12 verse 7, that the moment God said to Abraham, leave your father's house, and you leave your father's house, mother's house to a land I will show you, and with all those stories that was there, the first thing that Abraham did, when he find the land, he did not think of buying a car, he did not think of buying a house, he built an altar of prayer because he knows uh, that if I can get the altars of prayer right, uh, I can route possibilities. No wonder we can see the way God, mes God was so mesmerized with Abraham to the point that the righteousness that we talk about a man called Abraham before grace came he enjoyed that very particular reality the place of prayer the place of prayer no wonder the bible says it makes us to understand in Luke 18 verse 1 Jesus himself was giving us a parable he says men ought always to pray and not to faint not men ought always to read the bible as much as that is good you have to read your bible you have to fast my boy my dear you need to pray a prayer is a mystery that enforces God's responsibility to perform when you come to the portal of that communication. It's a mystery because why? Do you know what prayer do for you? Let me say this to you. Do what prayer do? Prayer show to God that you are humble regardless of the status that he has brought you in. That when you come in the morning and you say, Father, I thank you because all I am today is not about me. I thank you because with all the billions, I'm here again to bring myself down and to seek your face of the next move to make. Imagine you having that communication to God and God is wondering, checking, I say, ah, ah, my daughter, is this you? My son is, so you can still, you still understand this mystery of prayer. There are some of you, the more God begins to bless you, the less time you pray. And you are wondering why the enemies are attacking. No, my dear. 
That is the altar of prayer that sponsors her. And so one of the things in which I put here, I said the mystery of prayer, this is one thing that can send, you can send to the future. Prayer is one thing that you can send to the future. It can go to the future. Arrange what is on the future to match up with your coming to that very particular future. Prayers. You can send prayer to 10 years from now. The reason why you are tired of prayer is because you think that prayer is just only about today. Lord, in my 10 years, I program helpers at that very particular place. I program men and women. And the Holy Spirit, take that very particular word, goes into your 10 years, begin to clean what 10 years problem have. All of a sudden, you get there and people are wondering, how come you are living the kind of life you are living? Because why? Prayer is one of the missiles you can send to your future that can go there to bring down every mountain. And it goes there, clear the path for you and before you show up. That's why we say where the life of Jesus, the Bible says uh, that before the day breaks, Jesus will go out to a particular place and pray himself. What was he doing? He was sending prayer to that very particular day. He was sending, if, if the time is 5 p.m., Jesus will woke up, Jesus will wake up at 3 a.m., send a prayer to 5 p.m. to say, as I'm going to Mount Gethsemane, as I'm going to Egypt, as I'm going to Ethiopia, as I'm going to this very particular Jews, let this thing begin to happen there. The place of prayer. The place of prayer. The place of prayer. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, he said, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, anything means anything, but you can only ask from the portal of prayer. My question to you this morning as we begin to go into my point number two, have you taken out the time for you to be able to build an altar of prayer? Have you taken out the time for you to settle down and say, no day passes without me putting my knee on the ground. Or without me spending our time. And I know some of you will say, but I'm busy, pastor. I don't have time to pray. Between your house and your office is a time for you to communicate to God. Between your time and your office. Between your time and your shop. Between your bed and your kitchen. That's a time for you to pray. Instead of you complaining when you wake up and say the economy and COVID is causing us problem, what word have you sent that day? If I'd even this morning before you came to this service, what word have you sent this morning to this very particular service? Because why? Prayer is the only weapon. For me, I call it, it's the bullet you can use to shoot your enemy that is afar off, and yet your enemy would not know. Prayer is the only thing that you can carry and you roll it. You sling the shot and the Goliath that is standing on your way have no clue what is about to hit them. And before you show up, they are on the ground. Boom! And you come, remove their sword to use it to do your own life. Prayer. The spirit of discernment. And one of the things I want you to understand uh, when it comes with the spirit of discernment is the fact that number one, it will help you to know which level you are. Discernment will help you to know which level you are. It will help you for you to know that okay, I'm at this level. I've discerned to this very particular point. It is time for me to get to the next. With that being said, let's get to our point number two quickly. Remember number one? Is the fact that what sponsors or the factors that facilitate your next move is ability for you to discern. Lord, what I need to do. What I, even be your pastor, when I took out my time for those very particular five days, for me to just go out and just sit down. I mean, it, was, it was a nice place. I, I hear God. It was chilled. It was calm. It was peaceful. I knew God was beginning to show me that this is the time you are, my son, and these are the things that I have actually called you for you to do. You are about to go to another different route. It is time to come. That is what discerning has to do. You will discern your time. It shows you the level where you are and the level you need to go into. The spirit of discernment. Number two. Let's look at number two. What number two has to for us is what I called transformation. Transformation. We all understand when we talk about transformation, one scripture that pops into our mind is Romans chapter 12, verse 2. 
Romans chapter 12 verse 2, he says there, he said, do not conform to the pattern of this world. He said, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will for your life. He said, do not conform, but be transformed. Now, my dear, one of the things that can take you and one of the factors that determines your next move is the ability, is how well are you transformed for the next move you're expecting. Because the truth of it is this, if you are expecting to begin to operate on a Fortune 500 mental, on a Fortune 500, what's called company, you have to transform yourself into that very particular reality. The ability for you, the way I preach now, for instance, I have settled down and I am still doing it to transform myself that I may be preaching to one person now today. I may be preaching to 10 today, but the same method I'm preaching, the same method I'm going to use to preach to millions of people. Because why? The ability for me to constantly transform. The ability for me to constantly transform. I say one of the greatest things that sponsors your next mover is how transformed you are. And one thing that sponsors transformation is the word of God in you. The word of God in you. The word of God is what sponsored transformation. I remember in this very particular outing we go, one of the men that was talking to us there. They, they, it, it's so interesting where sometimes uh, when you find yourself in a certain quarter, the things that you think that are hard, all of a sudden they begin to make sense. He does not call the Bible Bible. He calls it the systematic strategies of God. And when, when he said that, all of a sudden the Bible just looked nice. The systematic strategies of God. You want to see God's strategies? The ability for you to expose yourself to the word of God. You want to know how your mind can be transformed. How you can take your mind from the gutter thinking and begin to think like the king you are. Can only be on the portal of the word of God. It says do not conform to this word but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God will never demand a possibility that he has not placed on the inside of you. He will never do that. It's not a God that will want to put an exam for you to fail. But when he says be transformed, it's because he knows that the ability for you to be transformed is already on your inside. Because the day you gave your life to Christ, all of God and all of his possibilities was actually encrypted on your inside called the man called Christ, which is currently on your inside of you. And he says now, Christ is in your spirit man. Begin to become transformed. Now begin to let the spirit man override your mind. Let the spirit man override ride your subconsciousness and now that takes a deliberate walk on your part for you to do it says be it transformed by the renewing which means that is a method that sponsors transformation is called renewing which means if there are things that are not good renew your mind if there are things that are not good for example you want to begin to make 500,000 in your business and currently you're already making 50,000 and you want to jump to 500,000. There is a transformation, that means, I mean there is a renewing that you can put yourself into or there is a portal you can expose yourself that can begin to help you begin to pull that 500 kind of thinking because why? You are now renewing your mind. I am tired of this very particular level. I want this level to begin to operate in my mind. I want this level to begin to begin to, to show forth in my Now it starts by renewing your mind. 500,000 rand. Your time has come. It is time for me to shift to 5 million rand. You begin to renew your mind. 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 Like, okay, fine. Yes, I know that I've stopped here. It is time for me to move to this very particular part. He said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so because of that, if you want to change the way you think, you have to begin to change the way you begin to perceive who God is on your inside. If you want to change the way you think, you now need to begin to change the way you think about the God 
that is on your inside. One of the things I want you to understand, that as much as God is interested in your spiritual life, I am here to tell you that God is interested in your bank account. He's interested in your health. He's interested in your family. He's interested in your marriage. He's interested in your children. And so the ability for you to begin to transform your thinking, that part is your responsibility. One of the things factor that sponsors your nest is the fact that your ability for you to be transformed. The ability for you to be transformed. The ways of how you used to do things need to change. If you know that you used to go to Cape Town via N14 and God is saying now, now my dear sister, the path for you to go to Cape Town is via N1. Now do you know that you are the one who need to reverse your car and come to the point where you can begin to find N1 to go? Be it transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be it transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be it transformed by the renewing. What is that very particular thing that has kept you bound for too long? Point number two factors that determines your nest is the ability for you to be transformed. To be transformed. To be transformed in the image of God. To be transformed with the God factor on your inside. You see, the next move of everything that you want to currently or experience, it's already on your inside. Oh yes. It is in you. That next business you want to do, that next portal you want to pull off, that next strategy you want to pull off, and you are busy giving yourself headache around it, the possibilities on your inside, but you, that, that part can only come to view from the position of renewing your mind, which means you have to let go of some certain things. And that leads me to my point number three, the ability for you to get to my point number three, which talks about the force of relocation relocation when i talk about relocation i'm talking about dealing with comfort zone relocation the ability for you to stop sitting at the couch but to sit with one part one one bottom on your chair not to sit fully to say yes i've arrived because the moment you say you have arrived the devil will say well done this is your limit you stay in life because why i've arrived is not a thing for the believer we constantly grow in grace day in day out the thing for the believer, we grow from one level. When you now get to say, I've arrived, the enemy will say, ah. there's a story of this very particular man in the Bible, which is called the rich fool. The Bible makes us to understand that this very particular man, when he, got, when he finished his farm and stuff, he produced all the harvest of his, of his farm business. He brought it into his barn and he made sure that everything is, everything is fine. And he said to himself, I have arrived. I'm now the final big boy. I'm the big boy. Now I can sit and I will be enjoying life, chopping life with 50 fingers. But all of a sudden, the moment he said that, the Bible says a voice from heaven opened and he said, oh, you rich fool. He said, tonight, your, your spirit has been requested from you. My dear, arrival mentality is a demonic mentality. I have arrived is a limit that the devil used or a strategy that the devil used to limit you from the next move. Because as much as you are sitting there thinking that your best salary, it is 100,000 rand, it is 10,000 rand, 5,000 rand, 20,000 rand, and you are saying I've arrived, maybe that's the reason why you are not moving to the nest. You need to get to the point whereby you are very discomfort with the level where you are now. The ability for you to say there is more to me than this level in which I am. I need to relocate from 5,000 rand to 10,000 rand. The arrival mentality is what has limited us to the level where we are now. One of the things in which I do, and that's one of the things that sponsors me day in, day out, uh, is the fact that I tell God, Father, what is in it for me today? What is in it for me today? I know that today has come, that the new day tomorrow, there is a new blessing and a new mercy that is there. Father, what is the relocation? What is the comfort zone that I have been sitting for too long that I need to change? And so because of that, your location determines what gets allocated to you. 
Your location determines what gets allocated to you. Where you are now determines the productions of what you are producing. Now, it's a place whereby you now need to say, ability for me to change location. Your location determines what gets allocated to you. If you are currently now located as a secretary, and now you say you want to, and you are, you are, you are, you are okay with being a secretary, and God is saying, my daughter, there is a new portal. You are too comfortable for this location where you are. There is a new portal that is available called managing director. You can get there, and you are, you are saying, no, hey, God, you don't understand. I'm okay here. I'm fine. I'm chill. My bills are paid. as due. I've tried to save us. And God is saying, no, no. There is more. There is more. There is more. And so some of the things in which I put here, I said there are some of you, the location where you are cannot come. and I mean, cannot come and God is calling you for a capacity shift. He is calling you for a capacity shift. God cannot bless what you are, what you, where you are right now. Because the environment in which you are now is not conducive for the workings of his miracle. After all, it has become your comfort zone. Obviously, it has become your comfort zone. He cannot bless where you are right now. There is a place that his blessing is constantly upon. He is saying to you, where you are now is too small. My dear, relocate. My hand is on this very particular place here. Come here. This is where the provision is. Your location determines what gets allocated to you. If you remember anything, if you want to forget anything, please don't forget this one. Your location determines what gets allocation to you. If you are a managing director, that's the amount they pay you. They will never pay you a CEO salary for a managing or probably a stock manager director. Never. Your location determines what gets allocated to you. If you want more allocation, change your location. If you want some possibilities to happen, change your location. One of the things in which I want you to understand is the fact that as far as the children of Israel, they were located in wilderness and they were fine telling themselves, I'm okay sitting here. All of a sudden, all they were enjoying was the manna that fell from heaven. But all God was saying to them, my daughter, my son, there is more to you if you can shift over to that very particular place. I want you to go and spy the land and see. And because of what their location, the place where they are has created a comfortability, an arrival mentality. They could not be able to break even to the next level that God wants to bring them. Because why? They are sitting at a portal of comfortability. They are saying to themselves, this location where we are, we are not going to relocate. God is saying the same thing to somebody this morning. Maybe for you, God is saying, my dear sister, it is time for you to go and study that course. Go and study that advanced in business management. Go and study that, what's it called? That, that next degree in law. I know that, yes, you, you, you just like be, be what's it called? Be just a, a lawyer. But God is saying, I want to shift you from being a lawyer to an attorney. From attorney to a judge. The ability for you to look, relocate from that level to the next level. It calls you to be able to play that part. The ability for you to let go of your comfort zone. Where you are at this moment. See, let me say this to everybody. Listen to me. Where you are now is too small for you. Oh, hear me. Where you are now. I don't care the salary you are receiving. I don't care what you are pulling in the spiritual realm. It is too small for you. There is more in God. There is more in God. God has plenty for you, but it takes you the ability for you to jump out and say, there is more for me and I'm willing to go. And so let's look at three things that happen when you choose to relocate. When you choose to relocate, what is thing happen? Three things that happens when you choose to relocate. Number one, it sponsors learning and growth. It sponsors learning and growth. The reason why you are pulling the results you are pulling now is because that's exactly what you are studying. And that's what you are currently doing. Imagine you want to begin to... Holy Spirit, help me. Imagine you want to begin to... What's it called? To, 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 to be employed as a CEO. 
Do you know that if you're not thinking of relocating your mindset, which, which is sponsored by transformation, which is renewing again, if you now want to begin to earn a salary of a CEO, do you know that you now have to relocate from your comfort zone and begin to think, begin to study, begin to learn? What, how does CEO talk? What makes CEO get a CEO salary? Now, that is ability for you now to begin to shift from your comfort zone as a secretary and start, and, and you are trying to say, somebody's listening, somebody's hearing you and say, ah, are you okay? Calm down. You are a secretary, you are thinking, because why? You know that you have listened to this and said, no, there is more to me. There is somebody right now as I'm talking, I could feel a rumbling in my stomach and you are saying to yourself, there is more to me. There is more to me. There is more to me. And as that thing is telling you, it's telling you, my dear, yes, I know there's more to you. It is time for you to begin to study that arena that you want to get into. The ability for you to begin to peruse that arena. Now, this is exactly the same thing that happened with the children of Israel. They were not, when they were in wilderness, they were not willing to sponsor the new learning and the new growth capacity that was on the other side. And the ten of them came back and told Moses, we are not able to go to that mountain. Moses, leave that thing. What they were trying to say, we are not able, we are not willing to learn new things again. This part where we are, we are used to cucumber and the manna that fall from it, we are okay. Leave us alone. And all of a sudden, because why? God is an ever-increasing, ever-progressive God. Those ones who say it was okay with them, the Bible says, uh, from 40 below, say they all died in the wilderness. And the ones who are willing for more, they got to the place of the promised land. I pray for somebody this morning. As you get tired of being in your comfort zone, and you push yourself out from where you are, the favor that compels that new territory will begin to come to you in the name of Jesus. I release men to help you from where you are to the place you are aiming in the name of Jesus. Number one, it sponsors learning and growth. When you are willing to relocate, that the place you are aiming, this is the thing here, the place you are aiming to go into now, now, there is a learning that you need to capture that determines that very particular reality. Oh, there is a learning. There is a learning that you need to capture that determines that reality. Because why? <laughs> Yesterday I was listening to God's servant, Bishop David Abiyoyim, and he was saying one thing that, that, that really blessed me. He says um, that teaching only exposes you to information. That when people are teaching, it exposes you to information. But learning exposes you to practicality of how things are done. The teaching gives you information, but the learning part shows you how things are done. So as much as you have the information, your ability to learn that very particular place comes from the position of training. You train yourself to think like, like a king. You train yourself. You push yourself from where you are to the place you want to be. I know that the 10 million has not come, but begin to write a budget of 10 million. I know that, yes, you've not produced that very particular business you want to do, but begin to think. Tell yourself if $1 million will come to you now, do you have the capacity for you to make that very particular $1 million produced for you? Or when $1 million come, the first thing you think is to go to Dubai and to chillax. And as you go to Dubai, all of a sudden, the people you take to Dubai, they abandon you and they come back home. Because why? You have not sustained the thinking pattern. You have not learned the possibilities that retain you in Dubai when you get to Dubai. So when you see people relocate from Dubai back home, just understand that the thinking pattern that sustained Dubai, they don't already have it. So because of that, they will always come back to their comfort zone. They will come back to their comfort zone. So number two, when you are relocating, what does it do? Is the fact that it challenges your current knowledge. 
your current knowledge what you know now it challenges it every day i wake up i try to look god what is it about my today that i don't know that my tomorrow will produce before me there is something about your tomorrow that you don't know today and your ability for you to relocate to to stretch from your comfort zone now you begin to picture into tomorrow and you see what tomorrow demands will come upon you all of a sudden you begin to route possibility this very particular retreat in which I took my time out uh, and, and that's the reason why my teaching for this very particular morning is a bit different because why this is a new strategy, this is a new pattern that God has carved for me for me to go into and I was there on that very particular place I have already begun to learn how to begin to make men stay with me because why? It's a new pattern and trust me, it is not easy oh my dear, let me, let me help you it's not going to be easy but as much as it's not easy, the grace to pull through you already have it on your inside Yet, it is going to be painful. Do you know that no matter how a woman is pregnant, the pain be between the manifestation of the baby and the baby in the womb, there is a thing called baby, what's it called? What you guys call it? What you, what, all of you, the name is now, the name just appear. My wife and I were talking about it yesterday. Those, those, those baby cramps, those cramps you feel or whatever, they, the name came to my head now, but you, but you know, you women, you know what I'm talking about. Those conceptional pain, but between that very particular place and you holding your baby, do you know that that pain comes in pa after then your baby comes into your hand? You forget that you are actually screaming and crying, insulting your husband for impregnating you. <laughs> but now all of a sudden, when you hold the result in your hand, all the pain goes away. But between that baby coming out from your womb and you holding the baby, that is what they call the training process. It's a skill that you must be able to sustain that also can be routed through pain for you to hold the baby. I pray for you this morning that as you begin to think relocating in your mind, everything that needs to come together for you will begin to come in the name of Jesus. Remember number two, that when you are relocating, it will also challenge your current knowledge. Oh, it will challenge your current knowledge. Number three, strength and pushes your ability. It gives you strength and also pushes your ability. It pushes your possibility. Which means when you are relocating, the ability for you to have the strength to carry what needs to be carried and drop what needs to be dropped. And also it pushes your possibility that I can do it. With God on my side, there are majority. With God on my side, regardless of the majority with the world, I mean in the world, I can push. I can cross over. Even though enemies are my right hand side and other ones on my left hand side, I can still move again because why? Relocating would demand strength. But at the same time, also it will push your possibility. If you know that you can do five, and this is the thing about relocating, you may relocate and be like the children of Israel where God has promised you the promised land and you get to wilderness, but please don't go back to Egypt. My beg is don't go back to Egypt. And as much as you are in the wilderness, don't stay in the wilderness. There is a promised land ahead of you. I pray that as you do this, God will begin to help you beyond any measure in the name of Jesus. Now let's begin to look at point number four. Remember that we're looking at factors that facilitate your next move. Factors that, you know, when we talk about the factors that we're talking about, the things that you can begin to put in place uh, that God begins to see and also now, boom, facilitate your next move. Oh, it's going to get sweeter. It's beginning to get sweeter. Factors uh, that facilitate your next move. Let's look at number four. Isolation. Oh, yes, isolation. The ability for you to isolate. To isolate yourself. Uh, you know, you see, being around the crowd sometimes can be too, can be too noisy. God is, a, God is a peaceful God. He's a rested life God. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 3 that the Bible says after God created everything, God rested from the work in which he... So God is a God of the rested life. He rested. So there is a level where you need to go rest, take an isolation mentality. 
Check out from the busyness of life and go and isolate yourself. Isolate yourself in such a way that when you isolate yourself, you put yourself there and you stay. Because why? You are trying to say, God, what is the next move for me? Lord, I am beginning to feel that some certain things, are, that it's not going on properly here. I need to isolate myself. I need to shift my mind. I need to pull myself out of this very particular thing. The same thing also, see, every one of us, that is that thing that tells us it is time for you to check out. But because of you are trying number two things, two things, because you are trying number one to appease the people around you, or number two, you are afraid of being alone, all of a sudden you now continue to go with the norm. And as you keep going with the norm, the norm keep numbing your life, and yet you are still going. The time for you to check out. Isolation is the process of checking out and sitting. You know, when I use the word check out, you know, when you are shopping in, a, in an online store, after you shop, 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 you pick up your product, it is time for you to carry your product, leave the store, check out, pay, and get out. Go stay one side and enjoy what you have checked out from that very particular store. Or go stay one side and begin to think what that very particular thing is. Before I begin to give you some certain things that sponsors when you isolate yourself, there is a man called George McLaurin. George McLaren, I'm trying to look for his picture so that I can then be able to put it. Oh, yes, thank you. It's called Labor Pains. I think I see. Um, but thank here, you, you, you remind me of the word Labor Pains. You know, sometimes these things, as, I mean, man, you forgive me. In labor Pain, that's the name, yeah. Labor Pain. I think I need to put it in my head, Labor Pain. But now let's look at this very particular man when we talk about the concept of isolation. Let's look at this very particular man called George McLaren. George McLaren was a man, apparently at this very particular point in time, he was the first black man to be, at, to be admitted in the University of Oklahoma in 1948. The first black man to be admitted. Now, this is a funny thing there. I'm trying to look for his picture. Where is his picture? Yeah, this is the man. Now, if you look at this picture that is currently on your screen, now, this was a man. You can see that very particular black man was isolated from the other ones isolation does not mean that people are not there but it's just the fact that you take your time for you to check out now this very particular man called george george was a man that was abandoned he was isolated but they thought that isolation would bring this man down but all of a sudden before people know what was going on this very particular man based on his isolation and all of a sudden he become the best of the student of that very particular university to the point that some of the guys of the the white guys of the university decided to begin to consult this very particular man as to what he does and how he does those very particular things. What are we talking about? Isolation brings you into a point where you begin to discover your real you. Maybe if this man called George, maybe if he was included in that very particular school, I know that as much as this is a painful reality, a black man being isolated. My dear, the segregation and the racism that is currently we are seeing, whether corporate racism or, 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 or segregation within your village or your tribe and coat, my dear, if you can look at it from the portal we are talking about, you can make the best out of it. Yeah, they call you a foreigner and so what? Check Abraham, he was a foreigner. He was isolated, but yeah, that was the man God blessed. A man called Isaac was in Egypt. All of a sudden he was busy doing his business and yet the people were contending with him. They keep calling him Quare Quare. They keep calling him, um, what you call, whatever the name is but yet he was busy digging his well he did not bother yet you don't like me but watch me all of a sudden this guy isolated himself called isaac isolated himself in the things that he can do well no wonder he was able to build his well and he got to the final one called Rehoboth. he said yes for god has given us capacity now for us to stay my dear it is time for some of you to be able to check out 
to check out and isolate yourself and say, no, uh, I think I have been on this very particular thinking pattern for too long. There are some certain creativity that will never come to you. Hear me? It will never come to you in the place where voices are. It will not. It will not. It will take you to go out to a particular place and sit down and begin to think. We can see that very particular thing happen with Isaac. The Bible says, as his custom is, Isaac will go to the mountain to go and think. He will isolate himself and go and think and to check, okay, what is the next trend? What is the next thing that is coming? Isaac, ima imagine, imagine with Isaac. Let's, 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 let's just pause and think about Isaac. The Bible says there was famine in the land that very particular period with Isaac. And all of a sudden, Isaac could be able to isolate himself from the famine. Yet there is coronavirus. I'm trying to use that Isaac. The coronavirus was there. Isaac checked out himself and says, no. This virus is here and cool. There is famine in the land. But let me go and think. I need to isolate myself from this drama. Let me go and think and see what to do. The Bible says Isaac now check out of that very particular thing. All of a sudden, Isaac came up with an irrigation system. That when the famine was on the land, he knew how to create an irrigation system to wet his crops. And when people are crying and thinking of what to eat, because Isaac has spent time alone with himself, he checked out of the busyness of life and go and rethink. Go and think. There are some of you, maybe the only thing you need to hear from me, go and think. Leave all this busy. Calm down. The next move of God can only come from the place of isolation. You isolate yourself and begin to seek the face of God. Lord, there are more for me here. I don't know why I decide to come out to be. Isolation can also be a place of retreat. You retreat. Retreat there means you retreat from the busyness and you come and you sit at a particular calmness. Calmness. That the, the, I, I met this very particular white dude and we're talking and he said something for me that was very interesting and I, I'm, I'm going to employ, I'm going to use that very particular strategy, I don't care now this is what the guy said he said in his, in his, in his business or the ability for the money that comes into his account, one of the things that he has succeeded in doing is the fact that he tried to, to put out a money for him to go for a retreat I said, how? He says, as much as the 10,000 rand comes into my hand, even though it is 200, I will keep. I will gather that 200 just because if I can save that 200 for him, going for a retreat is not just a holiday. He's going to think. You think that, he says something to make me laugh. He said, you think that I'm walking at that very particular sea on the sand. You think I'm looking at the sea, or probably looking at the water. What's my business with water? I am sitting down thinking. That as I'm going back to the office, what is the thing that I'm doing differently? What is the thing I'm about to go and do? There are some of you, you need to check out from the business. Because the next move of God, the next move that you are looking for, the next place that you want to walk into, the next reality that you think in your mind that you want to engage can only come when you check out from the business of life and go and sit down somewhere and think. Just the same way with this man called George. Who was isolated to, to the people, to the whites at that time in 1914. They thought that they were insulting him. But a black man who understands the possibility of God on his inside. The man who knows too well that greater is he that doesn't mean that this white Mulungu thinking that I am a black man that cannot sit here. He isolated himself to become the best that make the black white people to come to his brightness of his rising to seek his consulting. 
Haven't you noticed, my dear black Africans, haven't you noticed, my dear black race, that everything that was sustained must need a black man in there? What makes you think that you are in, that, that you are not important? Check your company now. As much as there's racism there, if you dare tell them you want to leave, they need you to stay. They need you to do the hand job. And so because of that, begin to place value upon yourself and say, yeah, you isolate me to be the cleaner, watch me tomorrow employ you to work for me. You isolate me to say I will never go to this level, watch me tomorrow to begin to own the media industry, to own the entertainment, to own the business, to own the government, to own policies, to own art culture. My dear, you can do it, my black razor. Stop complaining that things are not going the way they're supposed to go. Stop complaining and trying to find excuses why you are still comfortable where you are. Begin to isolate yourself and begin to think, if my boss does not like me because I'm black, watch me employ my boss tomorrow. If my boss does not like me because I'm black, watch me buy shares in his company. If my boss does not want me because they think that I'm a Zulu guy, I'm a paid or I'm a cause, watch me tomorrow build my own enterprise. Call the white man to come and put system, pay him and ask him to leave my company because why? You carry the possibility to do that. I know that this may not be a message that you want to hear this morning, but I'm here to tell my black race this morning, there is more to you than just your skin color. There is more to you than just the racism you are currently experiencing. There is, there is more to you than the pain that you are currently experiencing. When you begin to open your mind to this very particular reality, that despite the fact that Jesus was isolated on the grave, he was kept there for three days. Nobody was there to watch him, but watch Jesus come out on the third day. All of a sudden, the same man who they were shouting, crucify him. The same man who they were shouting that we don't want him anymore. He has caused a lot of problems. was the same man that the Jesus duplicated himself in Peter and the twelve apostles. All of a sudden, to tomorrow, we've not recovered from the same Jesus. My dear, there is a grace of isolation that you can put yourself into that will sponsor a possibility of new things in your life. And so what are the things that happens when you isolate yourself? Is the fact that isolation produces or sponsors these three things. Quickly, number one, it produces an in-depth thinking and meditation. An in-depth thinking. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 24 verse 63. Genesis 24 verse 63. It says, and Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening. He went out and meditated in the field in the evening. See, the evening of your life is not the time for you to just sit down and begin to watch Netflix. It is time for you to begin to think. I know that, yes, you have been busy in the morning and all of a sudden now you come back home and you are wondering. It is time for you to close. If you have to close Netflix, close Netflix, sit down in your house. Tell your husband, tell your baby. In fact, I'm preaching this preaching now. I don't really like it. I think I didn't like this part because I know my wife. My wife can stretch stuff. Before the next minute, tell me, baby, say, yeah, I want to think. I'm like, oh. <laughs> But nonetheless, if you do that, it's all good. I think for the end of our crack joke with us, it's like, yeah, you left me for five days. Watch me. I'll do my own part. But what am I trying to say? When it comes to the issue of isolation, it, it gives you an in-depth thinking as to how things need to change. The black man, it is time for us to go into the thinking business. The reason why the white people are earning more salary, let's see, let's, let, let's talk this thing. I can talk, I'm a black man, it's okay. The reason why the white people are earning more salary and we the black, we complaining, let's check the job. They are doing a thinking business, we are doing the working business. They are doing their thinking. No wonder the Bible says, for as a man, think in his, in his mind. Not for as a man, walk. As a man, think. So if you think your way to five billion, you can find yourself earning that very particular salary. Do you notice that in a mining company, the white dudes are the ones sitting in the office, but the black one are inside the craft, crafting that. Why can't the white one be there and craft it? 
Because why? The black man needs to get to the point whereby we can then begin to think instead of fighting ourselves and creating hatism. What you can say? Is it hatism? Racism? Yeah. I don't know how we got that word. Hatism. I think it's a nice one. Instead of us creating hatism, left, right, and center, the time for us to come back and say, dude, it is time for us to own the mines in Rustenburg. It is time for us to own the coal in Nigeria. It is time for us to own the platinum in Nigeria. It is time for us to own the cocoa in Ghana. Instead of these white guys coming to exploit off us our resources, because why? Let's be honest, as much as you hate them, they think. They think. They think. They think. You are not thinking. The difference between you and my, my, myself and them is the thinking capacity. Yeah, leave all that privileges that you want to talk. Yeah, they are privileged. They are, their skin is white. Their forefathers kept money for them. You see, all those things, I've actually think about it. The truth of it is, Father, I made peace. Their forefathers made a decision. Our forefathers were busy chasing masquerade. They were busy fighting, using pangas and killing themselves under the name of, of, of tribal war and stuff. And these people are busy leaving their continent to come into Africa to carry our resources. My dear, it is time for you to go and sit down and think. Number two, what does it do also when you isolate yourself? It sponsors refilling and refueling. It sponsors refilling and refueling. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. Isaiah 40 verse 31, it says here. It says, but those who wait upon the Lord, it says, will renew their strength. It says, they shall mount up with wings as like eagle. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. But now, do you notice something there that is very interesting? It's ironically for you to think about it. But it says, for those who wait. So, which means the ability for you to check out and wait on God. And think your way. He says, they shall renew their strength. Why waiting? It looks as if people are going forward, but yet you are standing. You are thinking. Now, the Bible says you're waiting is the fact that you are beginning to develop wings. You are mounting up wings like eagle. That by the time you come out of the thing, you will run and not grow weary. You will walk and not be faint. Now, that is what that very particular scripture is talking about. Do you notice that no matter how busy, no matter how fast a car is, when he needs to refuel, he has to stop in the garage. There are some of you, you've been fast in life. You need to stop at your garage and begin to refuel. And so because of that, your sponsoring, I mean your isolation, will sponsor refueling. Don't be afraid of going for a holiday. Black people, hear me. Find time and go for a holiday. Find time and go and think. Find time and check out of the business of life. You have been busy January to January. And you are wondering why you are having high blood pressure. Why would you have it? You will have it. You will have high blood pressure. It's not a cause. Your patterns of life is causing the high blood pressure. Check out. Tell your children, go and stay with other friends. I want to think. I want to sleep. Sleep your way and think your way into prosperity. My dear, I don't know why I'm saying this. Maybe somebody needs to hear this very particular truth. Even Jesus himself, he told his disciples, come, come, let's go and rest. Come, let's go and rest. He said, he said disciple, leave. We, we, this ministry thing, and we'll do it, we'll die. Relax. Let's go and check. Let's go and rest. Jesus took his disciples to go and rest. In their resting, they were thinking, how do we deal with these Pharisees and Sadducees? These Jews that hate us. These, what you call, uh, I'm trying to find this very particular guy named that, is what, that was tormenting them. Saul. The Saul that was busy tormenting them. How do we do with it? They took out time to isolate. Then point number three, what is again happening? Number three, it sponsors godly encounters. When you go out and you go and isolate yourself, you put yourself in a thinking capacity. Like Isaac went to think, he encountered the next mover of how to be able to produce his crops without rain and yet he still produced crop. My dear, encounters are not just only spiritual encounters. Let me help you to this morning. Because we think that encounters is just all about spirituality. Encounter can be an idea. 
encounter can be a thinking that you pop into because that very particular thinking was not available to you. All of a sudden, you encounter the thinking. And when the thinking comes, you bring that thinking, you make do with it, and boom, you become a wonder to your world. And it sponsors godly encounters. We can say with the life of Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle was busy doing his stuff. By the time as he was busy doing his stuff, when he was now isolated for three days, he encountered the grace message that you are knighted tomorrow. We've not recovered from it. When we talk about the grace message, the grace is a name called Christ. That's why for me, when I see pastors who are insulting people like our kind to say this grace preacher, so are you trying to say that we did Jesus preacher, we are wrong? Because we are called to preach about Christ. So when you hear people talk about the grace message, it's called the Jesus message. It's as simple as that. Let me just put that one as a caveat to just to help to correct some what's called some abnormality that is currently going on and so when you isolate you find yourself on the godly encounters you go there number one you go for in-depth thinking you need to get see i don't know who needs to hear this it is time for you to take as the year is coming to an end please don't just get your holiday and go and sit in the village no try and save go to cape town go to Durban. go to a place that look like your future Go places, be like David, try to wear the, the, the robe of an army. Like, like King Saul gave him that thing for him to wear. When he wore that very particular king robe, he, he looked at it, I like this robe. He came back from it. I was telling my wife when, when I came back from my retreat the other day, article just this past week, I said to my wife, I said, baby, say yes. Ha! Everything that I need to go and pursue, I've, because why? I have gone to a place that, see, retreat, that models what God said to me three years ago. And all of a sudden, the, the way my thinking is now currently, if you stand with me, I will sell air for you. You'll be shocked. I, the air you are breathing, I will sell it back to you. Because why? My thinking has changed. Because of why? I isolate myself to go and be refreshed so that as you come, you can drink from this very particular water that I'm presenting before you. Isolation. Point number five, quickly. What is again happens? What are the factors that determines your next move? Remember, I'm talking about factors that tell me your next move. is what I call adaptations. Adaptations. Adaptation. And one of the adaptations I'm talking about is ability for you to begin to learn systems and strategies. System and strategy. Because, see, I've learned that the reason why some of the certain rich people will not come around your life or invest in your business, my dear, is because your company does not have a system. It doesn't have a system that can sustain one million rand. It has some of you now, you are praying, you are fasted, you've sowed seed, you've done everything. God, give me two million for my business to accelerate. Let me ask you, if two million meets your bank account now, do you have the system to accommodate two million? One example I can use in the Bible, in the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, I mean chapter 18, from verse 1 to verse 27. It's a long read, but I'm not going to read it. I'm going to give you just the adaptation there. It's what I call the Jethro Advice. Now, for you to understand the adaptation ability that Moses carried. Now, this was a guy called Moses. Moses was a man who single-handedly removed almost more than 5 million people from the land of Egypt into where they are. And one Jethro come and meet him, his father-in-law, who was not part of the process and was now advising Jethro. I mean, advising Moses. Moses, you see, do you know that Moses has the right for him to be angry? Like, ah, do you know me? me Mo and Moses, I spoke to God face to face. If God wants me to do this system, you're talking, he would have said to me. But Moses understands that God can meet you at every, God can talk to you anywhere. Do you know that the advice that Jethro gave to Moses was something that actually sustained Moses' life for him to live long? Because Jethro came into his business, because Moses was running the business. And Jethro was running, and Jethro looked at the how Moses was running his business. I said, Guy, oh boy, you need to adapt this strategy. You will die. 
There are some of you now what you need to do. You've been crying and begging God, God, next move, next move. And all God may be saying to you, my dear, adapt system and structures. Put system and structures in what you do. Not every money that comes to your hand must be money that you spend out. Calm down. I know that your landlord, you are owing him every month rent and co. Save from the rent. It's okay. Ah, what is it? Must you live your life 24-7 paying bills when you know that you can actually, you have a future to pay into. The ability for you to begin to pay for your future. I will never forget a particular teaching I listened from the likes of Bishop T.D. Jakes. He says something that's very important. He said, while you are now at this very particular young age, begin to pay the old man that you'll be tomorrow. If I ask you, some of you, that also include me talking to you this morning. So because of that, I will come back and listen to this message. If I ask you now, how much have you paid for the old Darlington tomorrow? How much have you paid? How much have you kept for the old Kanisa? For the old Sibongile? For the old Teboko? For the old, uh, what you call, whatever your name is. The ability for you to put system and adapt. The Bible says there in Proverbs chapter 11 verse 14. It says where there is no counsel, the people fall. So which means as long as you refuse to carry adaptation, to be able to put system and take counsel. See, the struggle you are struggling in your business right now, in your life, there is somebody that has passed that part too. Have you taken out the time for you to go and sit with them and ask them how do they crack that level? Have you? The problem with us as black man, ITK, our biggest problem as a black man, average black man, is ITK. It's the spirit of ITK. ITK means I too know. You know too much to the point that we can see your knowing by the product you bring back home. I too know. I too know. I will never forget the meeting I went to, the went to my retreat I went into. When they were asking, when I saw the system and the excellency and this very particular place, it was godlike. You could feel the Holy Ghost walking with two feet. On that very particular place. They were asking everybody, what do you want? What do you want? When it got to my turn, I look, I kept quiet. <laughs> I laughed. I re-asked them the question. Bruh, are you asking me, this Nigerian guy? You asking me what do I want? Say yes. Ha! You are re-asking me, say yes. I look at everybody, everybody laugh because they know he's in Nigeria. What do you mean? I asked, I said, I said it point blank. I said, the system that makes this organization work, can I get it? Now they all look at themselves, they were laughing. I said, No, this is don't give me money. I don't calm down. I'm not those Nigerians you think that's all about money. Give me the system that makes this thing work so that I can go back home and adapt my system, change and restructure so that I can also become a billionaire like you. My dear, forget it. I don't care what you say. This darling thing that is sitting here, your pastor, my dear, I am walking to the billion dollars lifestyle. I'm walking to the trillion dollars lifestyle. If you know you want to operate on that very particular thinking, now you are in a good church. A church that we can have the billion dollars to propagate the gospel of Christ, but at the same time, we are humble with our God. That is what I am called to come and tell to you this morning. The life of the rested life. The ability for you to have the money here. But at the same time, also your salvation is still intact. Are, I said to my wife, I said, see, the next preaching for me, when people, I'm at a place whereby now, it's not about me laying hand on you and you fall. If you fall, you will pay me. I tell people, if you fall down, you will pay. Because after you fall and you stand up, is there anything that changed in your life? Is there anything that I'm not against those church that when they lay hand on you, you fall. I'm not against it. Obviously, the power of the Holy Spirit can actually make you fall. But when we're talking, I'm not just falling and vomiting and destroying the carpet. Calm down. It caused somebody to clean that very particular ground. Now you now vomit. Somebody will not come and calm down. Keep your vomit one side. We need to think. The reason why you are vomiting is because you don't have the bill to pay the next life you want to live. So it's time. If you need a church whereby you know that you want to be heavily minded and earthly useful. 
where you are useful to your life, useful to yourself, and to your generation. My dear, I want to welcome you to Platform Church. There is a new wave of thinking that God is beginning to move. There is a new shift, new move whereby the wealth of the sinners is now being laid up for us, the righteous. But are we going to the place for us to take that very particular wealth? The Bible says in Zechariah, it said, through prosperity will the kingdom be established. Through, not through prayer and fasting, prosperity. Money, let's say it, because some of you are afraid of calling money. Money, that's how the kingdom. Currently now, if Platform Church want to be on, what's it called, on, on let's even leave TBN. If Platform Church want to be on um, CNN, BBC, the kind of bill they will give me tomorrow, I need you to be rich for us to pay that very particular bill. If, if, if your church is not on BBC, forget Gospel Channel. Gospel Channel is okay. It, of course, their gospel will receive you. The ability for you to pay 30 minutes to sit with CNN. Now we're talking. Now that's what we call kingdom prosperity. You pay one hour. You tell CNN, broadcast this message for free. You pay them. Now we're talking about the kingdom finance we're talking about. Not for us to be on CNN, uh, what's it called, Rainbow FM. I'm not against all those very particular gospel stations. I'm not against it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against it. But let's be honest, the people who listen to Rainbow FM, um, Vuma FM, all the gospel radio station and the TV, um, gospel TV station, they are also believers. They are believers like you and I. Now we need to be on SABC. We need to be on CNN. We need to be on Al Jazeera. But it takes a particular level of finance. And that can come from the spirit of adaptation and say, no, I refuse for me to be like this. There is more to me than me sitting here. I am tired of being poor. Poverty is an insult. It's a degrading from God's grace for a man. I don't care how you say it. Because why? The Bible says Jesus became poor so that you, come, you can be rich. And all of a sudden, he said through his poverty that you might be rich. And now you are afraid of being rich? Can't you see that the devil has really affected your mind? Ha! Whoever tell you that be content with that very particular level where you are, my friend, that person lied to you. That is what I call godly contentment. You are okay where you are, but you are pushing for more. Your, your contentment is not the fact that you are killing, shortchanging yourself for the more. You are contented with you having five billion. See, I don't know about you, but I can be contented with one billion dollars sitting in my account, just resting, living the rested life, one billion. I, I can be contented with that. If I that is even small, I can be contented with $250 billion. I can be content with Test me and see as you're listening. Test me with I can be content with that very particular thing. My dear, the ability for you to seek advice. Point number five, adaptation. 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 Look at your life now. What are the things that you need to adapt? What are the things that you need to let go? What are the things that you need to begin to what's called inculcate and begin to bring into your life? That leads me also to point number six. What is my point number six this morning? The ability, what I call separation. Separation. My dear, let me first of all give you a word. There's a difference between isolation and separation. I'll show you what separation means this morning. Isolation means you isolate yourself to come back into a particular system, but you went there to go and think, to go and meditate, to go and refuel, but you're coming back into the system. Separation means as you go, I'm not coming back. As I, let me just, because one of the things God said to me, he said, my, term, my son, simplify the process. That's why you see in our adverts, we say we are all about simplifying process, creating realities, and providing solutions. We simplify process. Isolation means you go, isolate yourself, then you come back to the same system. But separation means you leave and you go. You don't come back. You move forward to the next one. And so because of that, let's look at this very particular moving forward this morning. The, the only person I can use, his name is called Abraham. Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to verse 4. Genesis 12, 1 to verse 4. I hope you're being blessed this morning. 
Trust me, I'm being blessed. I'm being blessed. Just give me about a few minutes. We'll close this service this morning. Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to verse 4. Don't worry, this thing is going to be on the recording. The recording is going to be there. We also produce the podcast. You can go check our podcast. It's called Rested Life by Platform Church. It's available on Spotify and everything. So you can go back and listen to this message again. Because this is a message for me. I want to see. I don't know. One of the things I pray to God, I say, God, this morning when I was praying, I say, God, let somebody get this message and run with it run with it that is the next move that is available but as some of you this morning maybe your own case you need to deepen your relationship you need to have a spirit of discernment maybe for some of you you need to isolate some of you you need to adapt and so because of that i i, I say god let this one let it put as much as the gross picture let it put money in their hand let it put money the receipt let's be honest some of your prayer if i, if I check your prayer point 90 percent of your prayer points is money money if we classify your prayer point, 90% of it is money. So what are we saying? Why are we lying to ourselves? Oh, Lord, open favor, 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 favor. My dear, you can buy favor. The Bible said the gift of a man will make way for him. He will stand before king and not mean men. The gift of a man, when I mean the gift, the gift you carry to go and give President Ramaphosa. I'm sorry to say it, it's not bribery. It's called pay your way system. The gift you give to Ramaphosa will make him, in the next budget meeting, he will include you in that very particular thing. The gift of a man. What gift are you taking to that very particular place? The so there's a certain favor you are busy. Favor, favor. Just having a good money, buy a serious wine, and you lambano on that very particular wine. Give it, to the, give it to your boss and check him if he's not going to promote you. The gift of a man. The gift of a man. As much as the gift there yeah, talks about talent, it's also talk about something you hold. The gift of a man will make way for him. He will stand before kings and not meet men. Do you notice that when you want to go and meet a big man, you don't go empty-handed? When you want to go and meet somebody that is of authority, then you don't go, you hold a gift. That gift will make way for you in the heart of that very particular person. The gift of a man. So point number six this moment, separation. The ability for you to separate. There are some of you you need to separate from your friends. Separate from your family members. The ones who are not making you go forward. Separate for them. Sponsor them. I remember one time I was cracking joke with my mother. Honestly, this is my mother. You know, my, me and my mom, we can be very, can be very fighty when we want to fight and stuff. Something happened and stuff. And so I said to her, point blank, I said, Mommy, say, let me be honest with you. Stuff. Yeah, say, Don't let this very particular drama cause a problem to the point that we, your children, now separate from you. To the point that we can only sponsor your lifestyle, but we will never find us your children. So, yes, you can separate from my... When I mean separate, I mean, yes, you can be doing your own thing and stuff, but yet you still honor them by actually sending things to them. That I'm not saying separate and you abandon your mother. or your, No matter why your parents are a witch or wizard, my dear, ability for you to send them something. As God blesses you, remind, remember them. Maybe this is for somebody. If God blesses you one rand, from that one rand, can you please find 10 cents? No matter how hard it is, even though it's not monthly, if it's quarterly, send something back home. They are your parents. Secure that very particular place so that by the time you get there, your children also remember you. I know that the Bible says a parent shall live inheritance for his children's children. But at the same time, also, it is blessed for you to give. Give to your parents. Honor them with your substance. And so I was saying to my parents, I said to her, I said, see, don't let us get to the point where we separate from you because of a certain system that Nigerian people like doing. Because all of a sudden, we will separate, but at the same time, we will still remember you, but you will not have any influence in our lives. Now, that's the kind of separation I'm talking about. Now, let's look at Genesis chapter 12, from verse 1 to verse 4. Genesis 12, 1 to verse 4. The Bible here says, it says, now... The Lord said to Abraham, he said, get thee out of the country and of thy kindred and of thy father's house unto the land that I will show you. I will make thee of a great nation. I will bless thee and I will make thy name great 
and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will cause them that cause thee. And in thee, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And in verse 4, the Bible says, Yeah, it says, So Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. Abraham was 75. Do you notice? Abraham departed from three things. What are the three things? Number one, he departed from his country. What does the country there mean? I want you to put in bracket. He departed from a country. Every country comes with a policy. They come with a system and they come with a way of life. Abraham departed from the country, which means depart from this very particular system. There are some of you that some certain system you need to separate from that is not making you move forward. A system that says that you must be owing money all the time. Depart from the system. The system that says that, that you will never buy something cash, you have to buy it by credit. Uh -uh. You even buy the bed sheet you are sleeping on, and you wonder why you are dreaming, why you're having bad dreams. You will have bad dreams. The bed sheet you are sleeping, you bought it. You bought it in credit. Calm down. Can't you save and buy that very particular thing? The Bible says, and Abraham, get thee out of the country. The country there means the system, the policies, and the way of thinking. He now says also, get thee out of your kindred. Your kindred there means the people that have influence in your life. There are some certain influences in your life currently now that you need to get out from that they are, they are not needed. God noticed. That's why if you notice, God did not say get it out of your kindred. He saw that Abraham does not even stay at that zone. He needs to relocate. Total. In fact, his zone was physical relocation. Like move, move. Because it is in the separation that my blessing can be, can be empowered or can be envisioned upon your life. There are some of you this morning, your ability for you to separate. God has told you, that guy is not your boyfriend, it's not your husband. Stop giving him wife's privileges. Ah, ah. And you are saying, but God, you don't understand. Winter, winter is hard. Winter has come to an end. Eh? It's the summer. Do you notice that now it's summer? He's not picking your call. But when it was winter... When you call, he picks your call because why? You want talking blanket. Now that summer has popped out, he has moved on with his life. All of a sudden, you saw him in Durban Beach with another different chomi. Now they are busy taking selfies. Now you are wondering why is your heart broken. Why? You don't need that. Separate yourself from that very particular thing. He said, thou shalt separate from thy kindred. And he now says also from thy father's house. What does your father's house represent here? It talks about familiarity. There are some certain things that you are familiar with that have become familiar spirit in your life. You are so familiar with that thing to the point that it is now becoming a pain in your life. It says, get thee out of the country. Get thee out of the system, the policies, the way of life in your country. And get thee of the influence that is currently on your life. And the people that you are familiar with. And the Bible says in verse 4, Abraham departed from all. My question to you this morning. The ability for you to separate. And when I mean separate, there are some people even in your church that you need to separate from. Yeah, the Bible says in a great house. In a great house, the church, there are vessels of honor, there are vessels of dishonor. If their people are vessels of dishonor, what are you doing with them? All of a sudden, all the time that they come to church, they tell you, they, they ask them, what is the service? Like today, ask them after service, what is the title of this morning message? They can't remember, but they remember the clothes I wear. Oh, Pastor Darlington, yo, Pastor Darlington, yo, that's all they tell you. Yo, yo, separate, 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 separate. There are some certain dimensions that God wants to route in your life. That the kind of people that you have around your space will never make God. That, that, that portal of responsibility, God can't give it to you. Do you notice he said with Abraham? He says, get thee out of your country. Out of your kindred. Out of your family. Because the kind of next move that you are looking for. Or the next move that I have for you cannot happen at this very particular place. Get thee out. Get thee out. I put here, I say every relationship outside of your relationship with God is seasonal. 
every relationship outside of a relationship with God, the only relationship that must be sustained 24-7 is God kind of relationship. Any other one is seasonal. Anything that points to past that points you to the past is spoiled, and anything spoiled is toxic. The ability for you, the ability for you to let them go. There are some certain, you know, you I've, I've been saying this word, I'll say it again. There are some certain chomis that you have in your life. You know, if you take out time to meditate and think and isolate yourself, you know that that chomi is not a chomi, he's a choke me. He's choking you, she's choking you. You know that this person is not making any progress in my life, my dear. Every friendship is an investment. What you pack out of that friendship, you determine it. Every, I don't care. If the friends that you have with you, they are not moving you forward, my dear, they are taking you back. Can you, you see, as much as hard as this statement is, I was saying it to my wife a few, few weeks ago. I said, if I sit down and I look at my friend, if I go broke now, can I call my friend to bail me out and they'll bail me out? If you don't have such kind of friend, my dear, separate, 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 separate. If the friends that you have, the only time they remember your number, they remember your phone, is when they are broke. They don't call you to check on you when things, when things are good. They don't call you to check on you. They don't ask you how are you doing, how are you progressing and stuff. And all of a sudden you are still there. Who are you? Ah, separate. Separate. In fact, I, I, I just feel like just cracking joke with this one. There are some of you, you cannot be Lord of the Ring. The guy proposed to you in 2010. This is 2021. And all of a sudden you are keeping his ring in your finger. Are you Lord of the Ring? Why are you keeping are you are you okay? I I, I cracked joke and I said to somebody back home in Nigeria, I said, see, en engagement is like a booking. If the guy is not serious, he can cancel the booking very quickly. So you need to be sharp and tell yourself, man, my dear, and this is me saying it to my single. An average man in three months knows if he wants to marry you. So maybe I need to put this one. Three months, he knows. He knows, he knows. The one is telling you, I'm still thinking, baby, it's not a calm down. Come he, Three months, he know, three months, two months, he knows, he knows. I knew that my wife was my wife in one week, one week, one week. I knew. In fact, the very day God said, God spoke to me. I was the one who even delayed for one week. One week, I knew. So, an average in three months, if the guy is slow in the sun in six months, he knows. He knows if he's going to marry you. He put a ring, book you down. Since 2010. And now, this is 2021. And yet, you are still sitting down to say, no, we are still believing God if we are going to get married. And you are wearing this ring. I feel drop the thing and move on with your life. Because you don't, you, don't, you don't need somebody to now book you down and they are moving with their own life and you are still sitting on one side. The ability for you to separate. 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 When we talk about the whole thing of separation, we see also with the life of Abraham. Abraham got to a very particular point whereby Lot had to separate from him. There are some certain books, you can write this one down, Genesis chapter 13 from verse 14 to 17. Genesis 13, 14 to 17. The Bible says there, and the Lord, and the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, there are some certain people that they have to separate from you by their choice. There are some that you need to make to separate from them. Because the Bible there says, the moment where Lot separated from Abraham, all of a sudden, God now, in fact, it was a practical hearing God hear, I mean, Abraham hear God by Lot just leaving. He says, lift up your eyes from where you are. He said, look northward, southward, eastward. He said, for all the land that you see, I will give it to your descendant. But why, during the period Lot was them, Lot was bringing a lot of trouble for him. There are some certain lots that you need to let go. There are some certain load that you are carrying that you don't need. If all the time that they remember you is this period of 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, and before on the 5th, they forget, they only remember you again. My friend, delete their number from your phone. Block them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If I block them on the spirit, so that in case if they go to the spirit to find the number, they can't find you. Separate from it. When Lord separated from Abraham, Abraham saw. 
There are some certain place God wants to show you, but the, the baggage that you have carried upon your life, you need to let it go and be like Abraham. Stay here for I'm going to the yonder to go and worship. And I'll come back and meet you if I have to. But if not, so if I don't come back, it's okay. There's one grace I like about my wife, and I'm praying for that grace. When my wife says, pray for me from you, she goes. She does, she, she's like Abraham. She leaves the system, the strategies, the influence, and also the familiarity. My wife goes. It's a grace. No, it takes a grace. I'm developing myself. I'm beginning to, I think I'm at about 60%. I'll get to 80. She goes, and guess what? It makes sense for her, and it makes peace. I've seen that very particular thing progress her life from one level to another. Because why? When you keep keeping your lots upon your life, you are blinding and, 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 and holding yourself back from the possibility God has for you. We also even see God also. We also see Moses, when Moses separated himself from what he called, from the children of Israel. I mean, from the children of Egypt, when they were in Egypt, separated himself. And all of a sudden, God began to route possibility by that separating techniques. We also see the Holy Spirit himself talking to Paul and Barnabas in the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 13, verse 2. He says there, that separates me, Paul and Barnabas, that is a place of separation. That is a place of separation. That is a place of separation. My dear, if you notice that the thing is not making you progress, your time for you to separate another very particular thing is now. And some of you also, your ability for you to also separate from systems. Separate from things that you don't need. Separate from them. And I know separation can be very hard to do. For example, the woman called, what's her name again? Lot's wife. I don't think she has a name. Lot's wife. She doesn't have a name. It's called Lot's wife. Lot's wife, all of a sudden, because of the system that she carries, because of the thinking that is in her head. She could not separate from what you call Sodom and Gomorrah. And all of a sudden, that lack of not separating killed her on her way to the mountain. Killed her. On the way, she was still locked down with the things of the past. And all of a sudden, she turned to a pillar of salt. There are some of you, you are living pillar of salt. Living pillar of salt. Because you are so glued to things that you need to let go. If the guy dump you and go and he comes back again he's not meant for you let him go they rejected him where he went to that's why he's coming back to you let him go what's your problem i know but you know men are scars who told you your men are not scars i have heard those those devilish lie no men are scars none of all of us not everybody can get married and go must it be you no must it be you why must it be your own case all hands are not equal you know the people like saying this thing all fingers are not equal must your own finger be the smallest finger must your own finger be the smallest finger can't you be the tallest finger in the house Ah, no, you don't understand. Pastor, all fingers are not equal and stuff. Must your own be the smallest finger? Somebody will come and tell you, you know, we all cannot be rich. Then I refuse to be poor. It's okay. Because why? The ability for you to separate from system, separate from what people are saying. Now, that's how you begin to facilitate your next move. Remember the topic. We are facilitating what other things we put that when God begins to see, like, yes, my daughter, my son, now we can begin to talk about your next move. We can begin to talk about the promotion. We can begin to talk about the increase. Now, that leads me to my point number seven. What is point number seven? It talks about the whole concept of association. Association. Oh, my dear, I can spend long here. But I will pause, I will try to wrap it up quickly to get to my point number eight. We will continue this association on Thursday. Because on Thursday, I don't want you to miss on Thursday. I'm going to be teaching lessons from Lot. Lessons from the man called Lot. There are lessons that I need you. When the Holy Spirit was opening my eyes to those lessons, I said, Jesus. Lessons that Lot put on the table. Do you notice that Lot's life from Genesis chapter 12, if I'm not mistaken, to chapter 19. That's where he died. We don't find him again. But there are lessons you can pick. I tell people, I say, you can even learn from the devil. You can learn system from the devil. 
The devil is so organized to the point that if he wants to kill you, he comes and kills you. He's still and he's destroyed. That he, he knows how he's... One thing you will learn from the devil, he's very organized. He's very systematic. The devil will never come and tell you, submit to me. But he will make you see self in you. And before you know what's going on, you are gone. And that's the same thing. He, he will promote self. Promote pride and arrogance. Before you know what's going on, poor, you are finished. We'll look at some of the lessons on Thursday. Let me not go there. Let me not go some of the lessons. I beg you on Thursday. Please don't miss on Thursday. It's going to be the last one we're going to be doing this very particular Sunday. I mean, this Thursday. Please, I beg you. Lessons from Lot. You're going to be blessed. But let's look at the whole concept of association. One of the things I put here. I say your association determines what gets associated to you. If you associate with men that are rich, you'll be rich. There is a popular saying that says, show me your friend and I will tell you who you are. If you associate with 419, cheat, what you call liars, prostitutes, there is no way you will not become one of them. No way. The five friends that constantly associate with you, check your life. Check your core five friends. Check it. Do a research. Your core five friends right now, watch it. All of you are the same pedestal. Who you associated with, they tell me what gets associated to your life. Who you associated with, no wonder the Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 14 to 17. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 to 17. He says here quickly, he said, Be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers. He said, For what fellowship righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion had light with darkness? And what concord had Christ with Belial? He said, Or what part had the believers with infidel? And what agreement had the temple of God with idols? He said, For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. He said, Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, for I will receive you. Jesus was the master of this. He picks his association. Jesus was a master of it. When Jesus was about to start his ministry, he was so strategic that the first thing he did was to look for the people to associate with. He went and looked for Peter, James, and John. He was very, because why? The association in which he took determined the, determined the kind of things that happened in his life. Even the association of Judas. He needed Judas in his life to betray him so that he can be killed to fulfill God's kingdom. There are some certain associations that you have currently in your life that determines what gets associated in your life. If you associate yourself with failure, of course you will fail. You associate yourself with poverty, you will fail. When I talk about association, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't mean the person. It can also mean the system. You associate yourself with people whereby tomorrow is Monday and they ask you, oh boy, how is this week? Oh boy, I'm dead. I'm totally finished. Yo, because why? You are always hanging with people that are totally finished. That's why your life is finished. That's why it's finished. When people ask you, what is the thing that you want to plan? Oh boy, nothing. The economy is bad. Things are because why you constantly associate yourself with people where things are bad and you wonder why your own is bad. Association. What you constantly associate yourself with will be what you get associated with. Your association determines what gets associated to you. Your association determines what gets associated with you. If you are looking for prosperity, begin to associate yourself with people of prosperity. Like the retreat I went to, I will not stop talking about it because, my dear, hey. The association of that very particular place in just that five days, I've already drawn how the platform church, the drive-through platform church will look like. I've drawn it because why? I was around a particular association. My thinking changed to the point that when I opened the Bible, when I think of God, I think of it on a different light because why? I was at a particular place that enforces a thinking of possibility that in God you can be a billionaire and not lose your faith. In God you can be a trillionaire and not lose your righteousness. It is possible from the portal of association. 
They say, show me your friend and I'll tell you who you are. That statement is not a demonic statement. It's a statement of fact and truth joined together. Show me your friend and I'll tell you who you are. Where you are going tomorrow is totally dependent on the people that are speaking to your ear now. The people speaking to you now and the ones you listen to, determine if you will get to your destination or not. Your association. Psalm chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 3. Psalm 1, verse 1 to verse 3, you can write that down. The Bible here says, it says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinner, nor seated in the seat of comfort. It says, blessed is that man. So which is blessed is the man that refused to associate himself with idiot, disturbers, gambler, fault finders, what you call non-entities and, 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 and failures. Blessed is that man that refused not to associate himself there. So the moment you said, I am not associating here, you're already blessed. My question to you this morning, who are you associating yourself with? Who are you associating your life with? Your association determines what gets associated in your life. One of the things also that we are going to look as a porter this night, I mean this morning, when we, a, a bit of an intro to my on Thursday service uh, was a man called Lot in the book of Genesis chapter 13 uh, from verse 5 to verse 12. Um, the Bible says when God spoke to most, I mean to Abraham, for Abraham to go to the other side and to leave all the system, the Bible says and Abraham, I mean and Lot followed Abraham by the association of Lot in Abraham's life, as Abraham began to prosper, Lot also began to prosper from the portal of association. Do you notice that the blessing was upon Abraham's life? But by association, Lot began to benefit from it. There are some of you currently now, the grace upon your pastor's life right now, the grace is available for you, but your association determines either you pull from that same grace or you don't pull from it. There are fathers of faith that you want to be like. You can only operate on a particular gift that you are familiar with. A particular gift or a particular grace that you associate yourself with. You can pray and bind the devil for that very particular grace. If you are not having a close association to that very particular grace, forget it. It's not going to happen in your life. Forget it. What you call? Elisha wants the grace upon Elijah. He has to associate himself with Elisha. I mean Elijah. As much as wicked Elijah as a prophet is can be. A man that has no pity for the devil and no pity for, for, for unrighteousness. But because of Elisha needed the grace upon his life, he associated himself with Elijah. And Elijah said to him, as you see me go indirectly, pay attention. Be associated. Be focused on this association. And as you see me go, you will get it. Association. Association. Who are the people you're associating with? Who are the mentors that are speaking to your life? Who are the spiritual fathers that constantly talk upon your destiny? Who are the people? There are some of you. Your friends have taken you out of that very particular association. And now you are wondering why your life is in the pause. Why won't it be in the pause? The same grace that sponsors you. You are now fighting the same grace. And you think that your life will be in view. But they calm down. These are spiritual portals that people don't understand. He said, he that bless or he that give a water to a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And he that give a, what you call a good man will receive a good man's reward. My question there is, which one are you? Are you on the good side or are you on the bad side? Association. Association. And that very particular association also determines what kind of life you live. We see in the life of Samuel. I mean, sorry, a, a guy called Saul. Saul was busy, busy looking for his father's sheep. The Bible says there in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 9 and also chapter 10, this guy was busy looking for his father's sheep. As he was busy scouting around, all of a sudden, he bumped into a man called, what's it called? He, he bumped into a man called King, 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 I mean, Prophet Samuel. And Prophet Samuel said to him that from the portal of association, now that's another mystery of association. He said to him, he said, see, 
Um, I know that you are looking for this thing, Uncle, but you need to go. There's this very particular guy there that I want you to go and join yourself there. When you join yourself there, some certain things are going to happen. The Bible says there, in First, first Samuel chapter 10, from verse 11 to 13, the Spirit of us, I want you to see. Let's even go read there. When, when, Sam, when Saul, before he become king, associates himself with this very particular prophet, look at what the Bible says concerning this guy. The Bible just says, First Samuel chapter 10, from verse 11 to 13, it says, and it happened that when, that when all who knew him, he was talking about Saul, all who knew him formerly saw that indeed he prophesied among what the prophet. You can't hang around prophet and not prophesy. You can't hang around teachers and not teach. You can't hang around doctor for too long and not know what medication look like. You can, there's, there's some certain things that my wife are doing now. Th those terms of those medical terms, the way I know it now, eh? Yeah, because why? I've been associating myself around that very particular space. Now, I associate myself with billionaires. My head is now thinking billions, billions, billions. B, say it after me, billions. Don't be afraid of saying it. See, what you are afraid of saying, you, are, you, are, you, you cannot get it. Don't be afraid. Billions, call it, I receive the billions. And as you are receiving the billions, think your way and walk your way to the billions. Now, let's go to the scripture. It says, there, it says that, um, that indeed he prophesied among the prophets that the people said to one another, was it not that that has come upon the son of Kish? Is it this Saul among the prophets? Then the man from there answered and said, but, he, but who is his father? Wherefore is this, I mean, wherefore it become a proverb, is Saul among the prophets? And when he had finished prophesying, and went where? To the high places. Association determines how high you go, how low you come. There's some certain association that has brought you down. It is high time for you to fight your way out of it. What kind of association are you keeping? My dear, this very particular service this morning is a service of sitting down as you are about to step out, as our month of stepping out. As this year says our month of moving forward. Who are you moving forward with? Are you moving forward with non-entities? Are you moving forward with pathfinders? Moving forward with thinkers, strategic thinkers, forward thinkers, people that have the best, people that knows the directions. And that leads me to my point number eight. When the factors that determines your next move, when this factors comes into play, the factor determines how far you go in life, it determines the possibility that happen upon your life. And it's what I call the supernatural elevation, point number eight, the supernatural elevation. These are factors that determine your next move. We saw with a man called King, with a man called Saul. When Saul was busy walking around looking for his father's sheep, as he was going, he found a particular man called Prophet Samuel. When he met Prophet Samuel by supernatural encounters, all of a sudden, a man who thought I am a shepherd came in contact with Prophet Samuel by supernatural elevation. All of a sudden, he thought he was just a shepherd boy. He had no clue that there is a king on his inside. I'm here to talk to somebody this morning. As I'm bringing my thought to a close, I'm here to supernaturally shift you to your next level. I'm here to supernaturally move you to your next stage. I'm here to supernaturally take you to the portal that you are, that is already on your inside. The Bible says in Psalm 126 from verse 1 to verse 6, it said, when the Lord turned the captivities of Zion, we were like them the dread there is some certain turning that can happen when the supernatural comes upon your life. When you know how to switch and swash. When you know how to have the right association. When you know how to pray. When you know how to discern. When you know how to isolate.
isolate when you know how to put all the things together before you know what is going on the supernatural begins to take place my dear these are the factors that makes it the factors of faith the factors of staying in the world the factors of the sun the factors ability for you to transform your mind the factors of relocation the factors of adaptability separating yourself associating with the right crowd when you have those seven factors the eight factors must come in view I'm here this morning to say to somebody your time to move forward is now your time to move forward is now I prophesy upon your life just the same way Saul met with prophet Samuel all of a sudden he become king just the same way Samuel met with David David who was at the backside by the encounter with the prophet his life moved to the next level by the encounter with the prophet a shepherd boy a guy who was used to feeding sheep and goat a guy who was used to fight lion and elders was now fighting human beings winning people sitting in front of kings ability for him to fight in the place where men are running i declare upon your life this morning by the supernatural encounter of this service you are moving forward to your next level you are moving forward to your next level you are moving forward to your next level in the name of jesus the thing called supernatural elevation Supernatural elevation. My dear, when they say supernatural elevation come upon the life of Gideon. Gideon was a man who was hiding in the farm. He was hiding behind the scene. But when supernatural elevation comes upon the life, when the supernatural elevation encountered a man called Gideon, all of a sudden, look at the introduction that was given. It was given to Gideon, a man that was afraid, but yet he was called the mighty man of valor. I speak to somebody this morning. That same place you are afraid of. I declare you blessed. I declare you mighty. I declare you powerful. I declare you stronger. I declare you prosperous in that space in the name of Jesus. We see another person again. Her name is called Esther. Esther was just a foreign girl who was in a land that is not hers. In fact, she lost her mother and her father. She was staying with an uncle. But when the supernatural elevation come, a lady who was a slave ended up becoming a queen of the number one of that very particular country. I declare upon your life this morning by the prophetic grace and the unction of rest upon my life, I speak upon you this morning that you are elevated. I speak upon you this morning that everything that has stopped you everything that has bound you everything that has changed you they are hereby broken in your life in the name of jesus that place that they have placed a limit that place that they have stopped you i break the yoke of your life in the name of jesus i declare upon your life i speak over you this morning as you journey through this week you will move forward in your life you will move forward in your life you will move forward in your life the next thing that you want to experience the next marriage the next in your business the next in your career the next in your ministry the next with the work of God the next in your health the next in your finance I release the possibility for you this week in the name of Jesus no wonder the Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 92 from verse 12 to verse 14 it said good people shall flourish like a palm tree my dear you are a good son and a good daughter I am here to tell 
tell you I don't care the mistake you have made I don't care the errors of your past but I'm here with the supernatural power of God I'm here to tell you this morning that you shall prosper like a palm tree you shall grow like a palm tree you shall grow tall like the cedars of Lebanon I declare upon somebody I don't know who you are this morning you are growing tall in your business you are growing tall in your career you are growing tall in the works of your hand you are growing tall when I mean grow tall you will grow like the cedars of Lebanon we are in every weather you keep producing fruit even in dry season no matter how dry the weather is I speak upon your life you are prosperous in the name of Jesus I declare upon somebody this morning that you will begin to set up businesses you will begin to set up your business you will begin to set up your business you will begin to set up your business in the name of Jesus the Bible says in the book of Ezekiel chapter 12 verse 25 we are going to be praying in just two minutes from now I want you to jeer yourself up Ezekiel chapter 12 verse 25 he says I God I am doing the speaking what I say happens and none of what I say is on hold he says I God I am doing the speaking I don't know about you don't hear Pastor Darlington this morning he says I God I am doing the speaking I God I am doing the speaking. There is somebody this morning under the sound of my voice. The Holy Spirit just said to me to tell you that in that project this week, in you going to defend that contract, defend your promotion, the Lord asked me to tell you this morning that he will do the speaking on your behalf. He said, I should tell you, fear not, for I am with you. That fear not, that no matter how your end look like, no matter how your beginning look like, your end shall be better. Your end shall increase. Your end shall be better. I declare upon you this morning, every prophetic word that you have encountered from January before December come to pass, you shall hold your prophetic declaration. You shall walk in your miracles. You shall walk in your abundance. You shall walk in your prosperity. In the name of Jesus, I want somebody to open your mouth and begin to make this confession. I begin to declare, may God expand my capacity to handle what is needed. Open your mouth and say, Lord, expand my capacity it's time for you to pray expand my capacity expand my thinking to handle what you have for me my dear God has more for you your next level is waiting for you your next promotion is waiting for you your next possibility is waiting for you open your mouth and begin to pray Lord expand my capacity give me grace to handle expand my capacity give me grace to handle Somebody open your mouth and begin to declare. Our time is coming to an end. Open your mouth and begin to say, Lord, I declare this morning, I will end in better place. 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 In the name of Jesus. Job chapter 8, verse 7. It says, Even though you are much, you are not much right now, you will end up in better place. Even though you are not much more. It says, though your beginning is small, he says, Your later enter increase begin to declare upon your life i know the year is coming to an end but i shall end in better place open your mouth and make the confession somebody say this after me i grow tall in my business i grow tall in my business i grow tall in my world i grow tall in my finance i grow tall in my career open your mouth and make the declaration what you say belongs to you what you say 
compel it to come. Lord, I begin to compel good association, good connectivities, good people around my space. In the name of Jesus. Somebody open your mouth and begin to pray. And say, Lord, this season, Father, set me up for the next. Set me up for the next. Set me up for the next. Open your mouth and begin to speak favor. Begin to speak the blessings of God. Begin to speak grace. Begin to speak abundance. In one minute, open your mouth and begin to speak. Begin to speak to this week. I taught you this morning. I said prayer is a missile you send to your future. Open your mouth in one minute. Begin to send possibilities on Monday. Send possibilities to Tuesday. Send possibilities to Wednesday. Send possibilities to Thursday. Open portals on Friday. Let ways be break on Saturday. By this time on Sunday, you are coming with your testimony. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Speak something positive. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, I declare this morning upon this one. Father, as they have opened their mouth to declare. Father, oh Lord, I declare this morning that the spirit of discernment rest upon them now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak upon your life that the ability to be transformed according to your word. Ability to be transformed according to the person of Christ. Lord, release that grace now upon your life in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Father, the ability for them to relocate, to relocate from being small into the place of being big, to relocate from their comfort zone to the place of possibilities, to relocate from being small into the place of mightiness. Lord, give them that grace in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask this morning for the responsibility, the power for them to isolate for the next level manifestation. Lord, let it fall upon their life in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that the ability for somebody to adapt, adapt system and strategies, adapt portals and possibilities, adapt new understanding and new thinking. I release that grace upon you now in the name of Jesus. I pray for you this morning. Everything that needs to separate for your life to move forward, they are separated now in the name of Jesus. I separate you from sin. I separate you from iniquities. I separate separate you from backwardness. I separate you from system, unfriendly friends, things that are not working in your life. I separate you from it now in the name of Jesus. I pray for somebody this morning. Good association becomes your portion. Good association becomes your portion. Good association becomes your portion. Association for elevation. You begin to experience it now in the name of Jesus. And I pray for somebody this morning. As you go this week, you shall encounter supernatural possibilities as you go this week supernatural endowment supernatural open doors supernatural movement supernatural shift supernatural access supernatural favor favor for exemption favor for open doors favor for multiplication favor for influence becomes your portion in the name of jesus 
Father Lord, I've brought your word, O Lord, to your sons and your daughters. I decree upon their life this morning that everything that questions their salvation, it is hereby swallowed up in the name of Jesus. Lord, for those ones that are asking, Lord, how will my mud look like? Lord, I come, O Lord, with the grace of rest. Lord, I release rested life finances upon their hand in the name of Jesus. Anyone that is confused today, Lord, I release peace. I release rest. I release calmness. I release progress upon your life now in the name of Jesus. Father, to you I give all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.